Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, episode 515, here on November 18th, 2023. I'm Shannon. I'm Jeff. I'm Greg. We had a stare down. I was like, I didn't want to talk over Greg, and Greg didn't want to talk over me. And we, uh, you know, in the old days, we would have done that over again, but not anymore. <laughs> It's been a few weeks since we've done a show. Uh, Shannon and I caught COVID for the first time. That was that was a, jo- a joy. That was right. fun. It was fun. That happened while I was in Arizona, right? Yeah. 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 That was that week. Yeah, Two weeks. I went to a concert on Tuesday and uh, got sick on Friday. Mm-hmm. So what's COVID like? Socks. It's... The, the first two, for, at least for Shannon and I, the first two nights of like just not being able to sleep because mm. you're hot, you're cold, you're achy, you're uncomfortable. That's the worst part. And you can't stop coughing. Yeah. And then, yeah, the cough just lingers for forever. Like, no, that, that's the worst. Like, I, <clears throat> I can still kind of feel it deep down, mm-hmm. but it's not causing me to cough anymore. So, and it's been, what, four weeks or something? Yeah. So. Grab a beer over there, babe. Grab the shoe brew. All right. Brew. Greg, you Jeff, have some new bottle openers that you could use. I, here. I do. I, I'm afraid of these because they're very heavy and I don't, and these glass are not very conducive. Just open the bottle, man. All right. I can do the pouring. Well, you have to tell the audience Ta-da. where <laughs> it, it this works. bottle opener came from, Greg. Well, we've actually had <laughs> these on the show before because you guys made them. These are railroad spikes that have been blacksmithed. "Quote unquote," into these um, by me with Jeff's assistance. Yep, we did it at the Barefoot Forge, and as you know, last episode was all about Craig. I even titled, "Let me tell you about Craig." Uh-huh. Craig got to be Craig tonight. I did. <laughs> and uh, so we tonight. Let's talk about the beer. Let's not try not to talk about Craig all night. Just like just some of the night. Um, this is Schubert's ninth anniversary Doppelbach, uh, aged in red wine barrels. Ooh, that's that's a neat Cabernet Sauvignon mm. says on the side when you get more detail. Cabernet Sauvignon, I love. All right, so time. the beer pours a it has a more reddish hue than you would expect. Maybe because mm-hmm. psychology is making me think wine barrels, but no. it's this brownish red. See, you've got a much more. Uh, clearer. Let's do the mixy. So we should do. Uh, we should do good. some. Yeah, you got some. You got some stratification going. So we're gonna mixy mix. Mixy mix already. And get it all into a. Yeah, it's more general amberness. But yeah, yours definitely was like mm-hmm. clear red highlights. So Doppelbach is, of course, uh, German style Doppelbach. And a Bach is a sweet. Um, it's a malt forward beer that uh, is generally stronger. No, yeah, it's a, it's a lager. Yeah. Um, generally stronger in alcohol. Um, do we have an ABV listing on this one? Mm, nine statement. I think so. Uh, no, yeah, nine point one. So I just missed hitting their nine point zero. They were probably aiming for that. Probably. Thing, I guess. All right, so now it still has that reddish hue. Greg's mm-hmm. is just mine's. Our, mine's a little more murky, and Greg's is a lot less murky. So. Yeah, All mine's right. a little more murky. Ooh, the aroma <clears throat> smells good. So you get a combination of kind of 
grapey wine barrel, grape must, but then you get this like huge, like chewy bread pudding kind of barley, like very bready barley note. Yeah, I think I like bread pudding, uh, uh, bread pudding with, with an extra large amount of raisins in there. Like currants, like, and some, like maybe some, um, cranberry, like some, uh, uh, craisins, like mixed in there or something. It smells so good. It does. It, it, it smells really good and, and in a way that, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a candy smell in there that I, I can't... Can't place, yeah. I can't place, yeah. It's um, something from yeah. way back. It just takes me back to Whoppers? my childhood. Any Whoppers in there? The malted milk ball kind of thing? There's a bit of cherry... Is it uh, a Jolly, Jolly Rancher? Yeah. Okay, that's it. Doesn't taste anything like that smells. It it doesn't because I had my head cherry jolly. It's very different. <laughs> Since we did the mixy mix, uh, the carbonation's kind of on the low side. We lost yeah. a bunch of carbonation when we did that. Uh, it has it's it's kind of cherry tart cherry up front. You, so you guys thought. You know, it lost. Uh, you were expecting cherry jolly rancher, and it lost it. For me, my main flavor, the malt. Well, I was expecting more malt, more toast, more bread, mm-hmm. and for me, it was like tart cherries up front. Um, I, I, I do taste that. It, it is tart mm-hmm. cherries up front. It's. I'm trying to figure out if there the other flavors in there, if it or if it's more just like a kind of general sort of peach, and. Then the bread comes in, but like you said, Jeff, it's not as strong and not, not as fulfilling as you might expect. Mm-hmm. Well, I get that the dryness from the like the um, bread crust, the, the melanoidins. Yeah, yes. Thank <laughs> yep. you. Yep. Also, I think some of the dryness is kind of from the tannins from like mm-hmm. the grape must, the grape skins, That's, and, I would the, and the oak yeah. also. Because the, the wine, the wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it's that astringency is coming through. I think that's the thing that those tannins are doing a lot. They're contributing to flavor, of course, and, mm-hmm. and I guess there's some acidity that's coming from there too, but it's that drying effect that astringency It's really So think about, like, I was getting that significant tart cherry up front, but you really don't get that kind of thing from... Cabernet, like Mm-mm. you get a little bit of maybe subtle, like sweet baked cherry or something that usually, but tart kind of like cherry lambic type angle or, you know, uh, tart Michigan cherries. Um, I think it's how the grapey flavors are playing with the malt that's in there. I think that's what turned it into cherry because as it's warming a bit, the malt is coming through a little bit more and it's kind of. A connecting link between the different flavors. There. Okay, let's let it warm up then. That's what I was wondering. Is it going to be better? Are the flavors going to be enhanced if we warm it up a little bit? It's a mixed bag based on what it is, right? Because Doppelbox lagers you typically drink those on the cooler side, but it's a bigger beer, which you typically drink on the warmer side. And then it's this barrel aged thing, which mm. usually is a warmer side thing too. So it probably will benefit from warming up. I mean, in terms of the lagerishness, there's no crispness here, right? There's none of that 
the advantages that you get from lagering yeah. here. They're kind of lost. Well, you get, uh, I mean, so like the cleaner fermentation and like the lower esters from the ferment are kind of going to get swamped out by the malt flavors in a regular doppelbach. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're usually just big, porgy, chewy kind of beers. And for this time of year. Yeah, but it feels like, you know, and then you're putting it into a wine barrel. So any of that, like, mm-hmm. removal from muddiness is pretty much going to go away because all of that extra flavor a, and stuff that's adding into there is going to... It's an interesting change. thought because you don't see very many box barrel age. Mm-hmm. You would think scotch would be the way to go first. You know, more it should be more subtle and those smoky flavors yeah. probably would lean away. I think bourbon would be an interesting mix. I do think scotch is primary. Um, throwing it in a red wine barrel is probably not something I would have thought of. I do think this is a good experiment. I think mm-hmm. a good beer came out of this. It's it's a little defying traditional category flavors. But it is pulling some interesting flavors. And I I think it's getting better as it's more. And short of any expectations on what it should be, I think it is good. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I am now going to be helping out Craig in his bottle opener classes, kind of as the assistant. There was two of us there today. Andy was also uh, still kind of like helper in training. But after this, I'll be helping out. I'll get my my teaching fix back in. Uh, It was the one this morning was a whirlwind. And then at least doing it the second time with, you know, your group, I, I felt more in control of the situation where this mm-hmm. morning I just was like along for the ride. It's Shannon. One thing that was really hard was, you know, like I've made a bunch of these bottle openers mm-hmm. now yeah, and I know how to make them. I can make them quick, but when someone's trying to make it and it's going wrong and you try to tell them what they can do, to fix what was going wrong, that's tricky because it's not like, oh, just hit it here. It's try, you know, it's it's everything. It's their stance, their mechanics, all kinds of things. They might have not have coordination, or, you know, or not, but like trying to use a language where they can fix the root of what they are doing wrong, other than you're just hitting it the wrong way, hit it yes. a different way, is um, is tricky. I I wouldn't say I struggled with it, but I realized that. That's an additional step that you have mm-hmm. to take into coming up with the this. words so they understand what I'm trying to communicate mm-hmm. clearly and quickly is going to take a few more you know times before, especially if people are having particular problems because the whole set range of skill sets is so new to them. Mm-hmm. So, but it was fun. It was felt good to be teaching again. I bet it did. Yeah, I really had fun. Nice. It, it was a lot of work for for making these little spikes. Although, you know, Craig made a point about how intuitive it is, and it it was pretty intuitive once you sort of, like you said, got the stances right, because mm-hmm. you're just, you're hammering on things, mm-hmm. um, things that are malleable. So as long as you're being careful not to burn yourself, mm-hmm. you're, you know, let's just think of it like putty. Yeah. Much harder. Yeah, much harder. Putty, putty that you can't touch with your hands, so you have to get dexterous with tools at yes. the end of your hands mm-hmm. and make those tools do what you want. And that right. could be like the angle where the the step where you put the hook on it, right? Mm-hmm. That's probably the most thing that required the most dexterity for the whole thing. 
And uh, after you do a couple of those, you get the hang of it. But that first time or two, it feels weird. It's <clears throat> yeah, because you're not used to stretching those muscles in that way, and <laughs> and putting, being in those stances. Yep. Um, you know, I originally I tried it with the, the first time. I was more what Craig sort of demonstrated, which was right up against it. Yeah. But you were like, no, you should give it more energy. Oh, when he was showing a a, a, a hammer strike. I mean, you can swing it that way. It. it takes a little more practice like draw like a, almost like a pile driver type mm-hmm. swing instead of like a arc arcing type swing it takes a little more practice to get good at that so well the physics is all different right because yeah. mm-hmm. this way you're really using your arm as your mm-hmm. energy here you're using the momentum from the mass yeah. as you swing it as the main source of energy mm-hmm. so I think he over exaggerated the swing to emphasize the closeness of the piece mm-hmm. I think would love to find out. I'm going to witness a lot more of these yeah. demonstrations, so we'll see. You're going to hear that anvil spiel a lot. Boy, yeah. boy, did he talk about anvils for a while. <laughs> not about what anvils do, not about how they work, but about how you can make money by selling them. And how you There was can probably find them. 15 minutes of just how you can find cheap anvils and screw people out of money to, to make your own money. It was, it was something. <laughs> it is something. You ready to hear that a lot? <laughs> yes. Oh, I still need to drink. Yeah. Are... We're like... well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I didn't really like that very much, to be honest. Really? Okay. I <coughs> sorry. I felt like I yeah I I felt pulled between two worlds. I didn't feel like I was con- like that beer didn't make me comfortable. That beer made me stressed out. Stressed in it, like a like, yeah in, in a tiny way. Okay. But it it was it was not comforting like I would have expected a, a doppelbock to be. So you had expectations of. What you wanted the beer to be. I wanted it to be sweeter. Mm-hmm. I think it would, sweeter would have really helped it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, these glasses need to be rinsed. Okay. If you feel like we should. I do. Well, please rinse, my dear. Yeah, we don't have a dump bucket. I, I guess I looked for it like over the last month. I think I might have gotten rid of it. I don't know. It's easy enough to find another one. Yeah, I know. But it was the dump bucket from Jackson it Hole, was. Wyoming. It was. Big old Bud Light dump bucket. Where I want to go. All I right. wonder how the AI will deal with the water. I'm curious to see. Oh, it should probably take that out real easy. That's practically white noise. Yeah, I guess so. Isn't white noise though hard to get out? You, I don't know. It's, it's we'll see. A bunch of different frequencies. I bet so. you it takes it out real good. All right, all right. Uh, bottle opener. Would you like to crack this one too, or if you uh, are you satisfied that they're I, functional? Yeah, I'd, they don't Yikes. really need to. Well, I don't have one over right, here. So. I, I'd feel I, I feel weird about having these around glass. Is my big thing. So. All right, we're gonna do the oxbow. Uh, synthesis next. Yes. All right, so this is a barrel-aged dark farmhouse ale. So we're we're sticking on the sour note. Eight percent alcohol by volume. 
It is fermented in red wine barrels, so we got, we still are sticking by the red wine barrel note. It too. might be the same beer. Who knows? That has a little more water in it too. I'm try that's to... a that's a weird label, and I remember you were struggling with it, Shannon, and I can see why. They, oh yeah, there's no way you can read most the, most of their the labels side. are. So what we're looking at is this weird stretched out font, and then it's in different colors. Like if you were. Wearing 3D glasses or something, you, you, yeah. you think it might make sense, but it, it, it probably doesn't in that either. And if you're like red, green, colorblind, it's going to be re. Well, <laughs> maybe it makes it easier to read because you're not confused by the shapes the colors are making. It's you the squint. ultimate cat you squint, <laughs> you can sort oh, of see. Oh, yeah, if you do squint, you can oh, really? squint really close your eyes so it's really dark. You, the, okay. the word well, synthesis pops out. It, lo- it looks like synthesis, not synthesis, okay, <laughs> because the eye is really hard to see. I think it pops out because you know that's what the word is. I agree. I agree. But it pops out more. Yeah. So uh, this isn't the only one with a wacky label that's really hard to read. Not all of their beers follow the exact same schema, but many of them do. So I think we should warm this up, too. Probably, yes. This is barrel age, mixed fermentation. This is an ale. So, yeah, this would definitely be... It, it's the color of soda. It looks almost indistinguishable from Coke or something like that. Coca Cola. Coke with mm-hmm. with you know more like on the surface like a the like the a nice, nitro Coke. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the surface of Coke is especially you know, it tends to be sort of roiling with carbonation or mm-hmm. yeah or just sort of slick with sugar. This. Has those, I don't know, the, like the slight essence of foam on top, so it's a little bit different. So, what else has been this, going on? So, I was in the, Arizona for a week. That's right. Uh, I went to, to it was for work, and uh, I had a good time. The first day I was there, though, so I I, was it the conference or was it for a different trip for work? No, this this is actually our uh, it was our engineering team retreat. Okay. <coughs> so I flew in to Phoenix because I don't want to take a, 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 a flight with a leg another leg on it. So I could get a one way into Phoenix, but I can't get a one way into Tucson. Okay. So or one one stop one stop. Uh, so I flew in there, and I had to wake up at f- 4.30 a.m. or something like that. Or That was when I drove at the airport. So my flight's at 7.30. or I was waking up at 4.30, so I get to the airport about 5.30. Really crowded on mm-hmm. Monday mm-hmm. at 5.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really crowded. The line for the um, TSA Pre was... Like 15 minutes. Wow. I went to the second <clears throat> place and, and it was a lot quicker. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was shocking how crowded it was. It's so stressful. Like you get there, you're like, why are there 85,000 people here? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't worried because it was, it was 5.30. My plane leaves mm-hmm. at 7.30. I was not worried about getting there. Yeah. But it was just like, okay, this, this is a lot more people. And then at do. the Pittsburgh airport, it's like, okay, there's the you come in from the parking lot or drop off. And there's the main gate where all, there's these all these people that Greg's mm-hmm. talking about, 
And then there's this sign where there's sometimes an auxiliary second screening area open. And you have to go up an escalator and walk across a driveway and go down this hallway Mm -hmm. and down another hallway. It takes six, seven minutes to get there. Mm -hmm. You know, and like, like, so you're like, is it worth it? What if I get And is it actually open? We were told at the end of the line, like, the second thing is open. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I've never had any confusion whether it was open or not. Oh, I had it happen one time. Okay. Yeah. Usually it's a win. I've never had the where I've regretted going that direction. You know, when I got there, it it was the line was really long, but the TSA Aprile line was incredibly short. Mm -hmm. So. Well, you probably have this big advantage of a lot of the TSA pre people are like, you know, I don't know. They, they don't think they would go to the next. The yeah, they probably don't even think there is a pre-check at the second one. That'd be my, I mean, I'm, I would question it. Like, mm-hmm. is there a pre-check over there? You know. All they, right, so go ahead. They were just talking about the drastic increase in the amount of people that now have TSA pre-check. Yeah. It, and then it's, it's extending the wait time. It, 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 it there was a period of time when it was real easy to get through, mm-hmm. but now you have what? Now it's it's. I would say probably about twenty percent of the travelers have it. Yeah, and it, it affects the mm-hmm. the time. But so I got in. So leave at seven thirty. Get into Phoenix. Phoenix was at that point. It was still three hours uh, behind. So I get in nine thirty. The hotel that I'm going to it was uh, maybe three or four, so I had to figure out what to what to do. Uh, I was looking around and, uh, and there's a reptile sanctuary, uh, and they doing it. They do a tour at like twelve thirty, and so I called up to make sure there was open and uh, you know bought a ticket and got mm-hmm. there. Really cool place. I, I put some pictures on the Discord. Join our Discord, everybody, if you haven't. I uh, put a picture of all the oh, of me with a huge uh, Dumeril's boa, nice. about s- six or seven feet long, big big boy, real uh, real puppy dog <laughs> snake, real uh, you know. Also cold, so I'm sure that he <laughs> didn't really have any energy to be yeah um, angry, even if he wanted to be, but. Very much uh, of a I guess that's what they do for those pose shots is they make sure that it's not warmed up and <laughs> ready to right, strike. Yeah. yeah. It's a big snake, so it's going to take a while to warm up anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was um, it was very it was very uh, very friendly. Need not nothing to worry about. That's um, cool. But you know, like boas are constrictors, so you don't have to worry about them. Trying to no, they don't. I mean, they they could bite you, but they they don't have fangs. <laughs> it's not going to be that bad. They're more about trying to strangle strangle. strangle things. So people shouldn't be afraid of them. I understand. It's it's like in our DNA to be afraid of snakes. So I get it. But once you get past that, it's pretty cool having a big snake draped over your shoulders. I had one draped over. I'll have to post the picture. I'll find yeah. it. Yeah, we had a Discord. reptile guy come to Microsoft for yeah. some. It was. I forget what he came for. For the, the May thing that we do. Oh. The conference. And uh, there, people were able to touch a, a lot of the things, but only Shannon got to have the big boa wrapped around her because of Tori's snakes and her experience with snakes. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. It was heavy. 
Yeah. It was really heavy. Weighs about, yeah, probably weigh like 30 <clears throat> pounds or so. Did This this bow was probably like 15, maybe 10. Mm-hmm. But still, it's a big, big snake. Mm-hmm. Big noodle. So let's drink some of this beer. And All then right. we'll talk more about the it. synthesis. We didn't talk about the... Uh, what we're getting on the nose, yeah. Cherry tart, very tart cherry is what I'm picking up again. <laughs> There's a little bit of dustiness. kind of dustiness, mm-hmm. uh, minerally like like crack granite type thing. Straw. I had a note of of, of cheese there. Give it a cheese. swirl. There's a little bit of like mm-hmm. toffee, almost tootsie roll, not quite. I'm picking up on the Tootsie Roll. There's a note of like gorgonzola in there. I carry through in the flavor. I just moved on to the taste. It's tangy and tart. There's this mm. there's this funky leathery Brett straw thing. That's where the gorgonzola kind of plays in too. Yep. I like this. Ooh. Cool. It's a cheesy beer. Uh and, and puckery. Mm-hmm. It's um, puckery. Yes. That sourness goes through all the way. It's I, So first impression is I really love how it's not just like a lactic beer. Mm-hmm. How there's those Brett flavors in there. There's those farmyard and then the kind of the, the quarry, like limestone type flavors as well. Mm. Oh, this is good. Look, feel that body there, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's one of the things that was missing from the shoe brew for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's, a, it's this fluffy, cushiony, almost like my brain goes to cotton candy and like how <laughs> the body is. It just has more substantialness than the Schubert had. The Schubert felt very thin, whereas this feels, it's not quite viscosity, but it's... It's a fullness. So we really have to thank our listeners that because... Shannon and I did a bunch of breweries the day we were in Portland, and we were not going to go to Oxbow. Mm-hmm. And they've just been delicious. But mm-hmm. one of our oh, listeners, yeah. one of our listeners mentioned Oxbow, and I'm like, we can swing Oxbow. But it was really going to be one more brewery than we wanted to go to <laughs> that day. <laughs> Made the right choice. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. On we- Discord. Join our Discord. The join link is on our website, craftbeerradio.com. This reminds me a lot of that beer de Mars that we had from uh, mm, Jolly Pumpkin, Jolly Pumpkin, way back when. Yeah, I mean that was one of your like pantheon of that's a Hall of Fame beer for you. Yeah, for sure. Talk I think to, the, the thing that that like eclipsed it to me was actually the Sam Adams was was mm-hmm. the um, Cosmic Mother Funk. So it's been so long. I probably don't remember the beer de Mars. Mm-hmm. I remember it being more chalky and charcoaly, and this one has a much better upfront like flavor, much less astringent. Probably this. This is yeah. If, if we tried it side to side, I'm I'm, I'm guessing this would be better. Mm-hmm. The nuance well, the Jolly Punk was twelve years ago. Yeah. So the nuance and the comp- the cheesy part that comes mm-hmm. through, how it just plays and teases you and just barely touches yeah, your barely. tongue. It's. It's so fucking good because it's not beating you over the head with anything, and it's just like three dimensions of sour complexity beyond what you're normally given. And it, damn it, man! Yeah, see, this is what I was wanting, and getting it is 
very satisfying because yeah, I feel very very happy and content with what's in my classroom. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So at this this is the largest not the beer, but the place I was at, the herpetological sanctuary, is the largest uh, herpetological sanctuary in the country. And a lot of what they do is take in sulcata tortoises. Okay. So sulcata tortoises are, they get to be really big. They're these African native tortoises. Uh, but they get brought to the desert. They get brought, because they, they start out with these little tiny, really cute mm. tortoises. Yeah. And there is actually a, they then compete because they're just released mm-hmm. by people as pets. Because people buy them when they're small and they get huge. They get, you know, like 40, 50 pounds and ridiculously big. And they live forever. I'm and sure. they live for 100 years. So if they're like 50 pounds, their shells are what? Two feet? Front to back? Something like that? Close to it, yeah. And they eat and uh, they just last. <laughs> <laughs> they're survivors and they're, they are they compete with the desert tortoises which is the native yeah. so what they try to do with this place is when they can you know get get them into their care so that they can stop sulcata tortoises from being from from outcompeting the native tortoises but so that they have 600 or so sulcata oh tortoises God. along with some other tortoises and even they have some they have some Galapagos tortoises. Not they weren't taken from Galapagos, but mm-hmm. they were, you know, the lions that were in zoos. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. uh, and it's it's amazing. You're looking at just things, just huge pens of, of like a hundred of these giant. I'm guessing giant they spay tortoises. and neuter spay and neuter their. Tortoises. Oh no, they're fucking all the time. Oh really? It was really? great. I have videos and I can oh, show you guys. That's right. That's right. Of, like, you I had a video where there, you know there were. I just looked and there was a tortoise fucking here, tortoise fucking here, tortoise fucking here. It was and, just, and, he, and watching tortoises fuck is hilarious. It's got eh, 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 eh. they make noises and it's <laughs> um, and, and there was one that was just like fucking the side of another turtle. <laughs> tortoise was very very funny. There's a certain like majesticness to the animal at the same time. There's a certain like this is a silly thing, but you see what they are survivors, uh, hmm. and they are uh, very interesting and fun to be around. I think difference between turtles and tortoises. So all tortoises are turtles. Tur- tortoises in general, the general rule of thumb is that tortoises are land, and turtles are water. Hmm. But even a bigger point is how they walk. So turtles are plantigrade, which means basically like their palm is down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to think back to when tetrapods first came out of the water. We're all tetrapods. We all have basically the same arm structure among reptiles, mm-hmm. uh, mammals, and amphibians. Basically the same body structure, including arms and, and uh, hand structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are lots of things that are plantigrade, like we are plantigrade, but tortoises are digitigrade. So they are walking on basically their toes, which Cooper does, for instance. Dogs are digitigrade. And they have what's called elephantine feet. They look a lot like elephants. Elephants, of course, are also digitigrade. They have like a big pile of fat. But it's not as if they're like, like for us, walking on our toes is 
something we can do, but it's mm-hmm. hard. But for them, it's like it's the structure of their mm-hmm. of their limbs. Okay. So, but that's way way you can tell is, is that you'll see tortoises sort of walk on their hands or what would you might consider palms, and tortoises walk on their digits. Nice thing to know. If you're ever if you ever need to know. So I presume then there's turtles that are primarily land based that walk on their palms. Yes. So. Yeah. There are outliers. Mm-hmm. But that's how you can in, tell from what I was told. What was the ABV on this one? Eight. Eight. It was production time was twenty six months and it's keep cool and dark. Enjoy within five years. Enjoy. That's the good part. Synthesis from Oxbow. Brewing Company, Portland, Maine. See, this uses the red wine barrels, right? Because it doesn't feel like it's overwhelmed by the red wine Mm -hmm. tannins and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. It doesn't feel like there's been any... It feels blended, right? That feels like a good synthesis. Mm -hmm. It lives up to its name. Yes, sir. So I won't go into what work was like, but it was it was fun being in uh, Arizona for a while. And then, so come back on Friday. Great thing about having reptiles as pets is all I had to do is make sure they had water. Mm-hmm. And he, I have cameras on them, so if, for instance, I don't know, Penrose would have knocked over his water, I would have called you, Jeff, and like, could you right. go over? <laughs> uh, but, now they were fine, and then, you know... They got five, five days. They're fine. No, no biggie. They don't care that you're gone. <laughs> as long as the food's there yeah. when they need it, right? But man, getting back. So got back like I don't know. Probably it was all, close to midnight Friday night, and I just slept for two days. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a lot. I mean, especially when you go, you know, down there as a, at a work thing, but. <clears throat> you got to be on, yeah, and that's tiring. I uh, get it. All right, next beer is going to be one we picked up on another one of our trips. This is Pizza Boy Brewing's uh, Perma Smile. Perma Smile. Wow, we're going with in another one in the wild. Yeah, we really went for the wild stuff today. Pennsylvania Wild Ale fermented with apricots and peaches. Mm-hmm. Interesting. This should have a different character to it. It's a green bottle, so it might be more saisony. It mm. might be a little skunky. Who knows? Six percent. Curious. There we go. Nice big pop on the cork. Cork was in extra deep. Took a little extra prying to get it out. Oh, extra deep cork. Pass that glass over here, Greg, because I want to pour. Do the old triad pour where I give. Baba Bowie. Ooh. Mm. I forgot I had this. <laughs> I keep forgetting I have all these but- these uh, buttons that uh, I can use. Wow! And I don't really have a good use for them right now. So. Dum dum dum. Yeah. Fun stuff. So you guys also you said what were you doing? You had. Stuff to talk about. Um, I mean, let's see. We had 
Oh, we had the fundraise last month was the fundraising month for work through Microsoft, and we did the Hot Wings Hot Ones again. Oh, okay. Yes, I saw some stuff mm-hmm. about that on the Discord. Yes. Uh, first off, I raised twenty four thousand dollars for the food bank. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so that was cool. It's over nine thousand. It was over nine thousand. Um, super exciting. cool. We actually took took like the all the mixers and stuff had set up mics. We did this live stream thing. Um, everything was going fine until one of my peop- <laughs> one of my direct reports challenged me to drink a like eight ounces of Iron City. With a spoonful of the bomb beyond insanity in it, and he did. <laughs> it was for money. It was a monetary challenge, but I did it. And um, I'll, you are tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> uh, so it's been a long time where, like, I've been like, legit. Play, play the soundbite. It's right about now. He realized. He fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was boy. Oh, I removed that one from mine. Sorry. Oh boy, it set me back. I was worried that. How could this happen to me? Yeah. I had to. I had to tap out and have someone else self-host for a while. He he looked at me and he's like, "I gotta go." He was taking I wasn't hoodie sure off if I was going to shit my was... pants or not. So I had to go to the bathroom and, you know, it was just gas. But I wasn't, couldn't tell. And then, yeah, I was just pacing back and forth. And finally, I just started chugging water and that helped. But that night I got capsaicin cramps. Ugh. Capsaicin, I don't know if you probably never had these. You have to really overdo peppers. But capsaicin cramps are the worst because they keep you up. Almost all night because every time your bowels advance a centimeter, it's the pain all over well, again. Well, as I understand it, you have taste buds down there. I mean, and they do effectively the same thing in terms yeah. of inform your body as to what's going on. They don't inform your brain, your conscious brain, like yeah. the stuff does in your mouth. But no, the pain was searing, not not really hot, but the cramps, like the cramps yeah. were intense and. It started at about eleven thirty and lasted till about four a.m. and and you kept me up. Yeah, I bet. I mean, as I understand it, what capsaicin does is it latches onto a particular TRP nine or nineteen or something, latches onto it, and instead of doing whatever that should do, it sends it a overwhelming heat, and mm-hmm. it, it gives that. Thing so it so it makes it feel like burning, yeah. And yeah, that. Uh, what about your um, movement? Yes, exhausting per, 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 perineal burning. They call that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. I didn't have hardly any. You really need really? to get into this. <laughs> I'm just curious. I like, didn't have hardly any, but it was because I didn't because have to go for like. She... I didn't have to go for like almost 24 hours after. Uh huh. For some reason, because things just well, I was also like when I caught COVID. Um, but oh. by the time I actually mm-hmm. double went, whammy. By the oh, yeah. time I actually went, it was less hot than when I get you know five out of five tie and have to go the next day. So you weren't on the on the toilet being like, 
Well, we have the bidet too. So the bidet is. Right. I mean, if you're a pepperhead, you have to have a bidet on your mm. toilet. So. So yes, um, hot ones was on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Friday was when he started yeah. getting right. sick. So and, and you. That means Apparently, you caught COVID like a couple days earlier. Probably. Yeah, I got on Tuesday yeah. at a concert. Probably, um, yeah. I don't think I spread it to anyone else in the, the hot ones, which is crazy, but... Did yeah. you get your... Because I got my jab. Not uh, the last we one. We haven't had it. one since last fall, but this time last year. Mm. But hey, I, I was shocked. It, I mean, you were running a fever. You were sick. Hmm. And... I it, I really didn't think it was COVID. I mean, because we've both been sick and never tested positive, and then all of a sudden Sunday morning, he took a test, and I didn't even come out to look at it this time because they've always been negative, and I was like, "It's gonna be negative." And, and then like, I hear him, huh. "Yeah, huh?" And she's like, "What?" Oh my! <laughs> and I went ahead and finished getting ready. Mm-hmm. Went. I had. T- Tons of errands to run that day, Sunday. And I was halfway through the day running my errands out 35 minutes from the house. And all of a sudden, I felt like mm. a train wreck. And it was it like, just oh, over. shoot. Yeah. I don't think I'm escaping this mm. either. And, and then we got Tori sick. And then oh, wow. Tori, 36 hours after me. So we were all down. Wow. She recovered the quickest. Mm-hmm. And then you. I got my, took me two weeks. Because I knew I was going to be on a flight and going to Arizona. And I was like, it's going to be exhausting. I better get prime my immune system for <laughs> for yeah. this thing as soon as it came out. So like within I, a month I, when it I came out. I kind of missed the, the memo that we were eligible for another booster. Mm. I would have got it. I'm a huge fan of the booster. I just didn't miss it. So anyway, the beer, the perma smile. What we got? We got a golden yeah, golden beer in our glasses yes. with little bubbles racing from the bottom. The aroma has some similarities to the last one. There's yeah. a little bit of that kind of mineraliness, you know, that a little grassiness maybe. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a Subdue aroma. It's not nearly as big yeah, as the last it's one. Much lighter. Mm-hmm. Which I would expect from this style. Saison ish. Going on to the flavors. It's it's a light flavored beer. Mine's actually still a little too cold. The little coldness kind of wiped out the flavor for me. So I'm wrapping my hands around the bottom of my snifter. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. It's really nice. It's sour without being overly sour. It's um, got a bit of a green apple thing going on, but not like in a, in in that green apple way that like Bex has. Um, just the sourness without having any of the appleiness. Does it? Well, really, I'm getting a pretty green apple flavor yeah. when you were talking about that. I like painted the picture, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's green it's apples. Definitely, I'm getting it too. It's so bubbly, like mm-hmm. yeah. So it's almost like it's carbonated in, <laughs> and it's the flavors are dancing on my tongue. It's a good way to put it. It's uh, the bottle in a green bottle, um, but it's been kept well. There's yeah. no light striking, mm-hmm. not even some of that like saison intended funk. You know, like this, I'm not detecting it at all. Yeah, so. and I'm particularly sensitive to that. So if it was there, 
I would be tasting it, but no, it's it's pretty. It's really solid. It's kind of um, maybe one of my favorite of Pizza Boys beers that I've had because I mean they, they tend to be this sort of stylish. Like I, I remember Pizza Boys having this sort of style, but this is the mm. best one of them that I've had. I don't recall having another sour from them. I mean, I recall Saison from them, at least. Hmm. I don't think Pizza Boy and think, oh, an IPA. No, I do. Well, that and Stouts. Yeah, they do some crazy barrel-aged Stouts, vanilla Mm -hmm. things. Um, And then they have, like, if you go right now, they'll have, like, 70 beers on tap. 50 of them will be Pizza Boys. And 15 of those will be hazy, you know, IPAs. So. Mm -hmm. Then they'll run the gamut for the other things. Um, I'm just trying to think back if we've had a saison or something from them. Um, we picked this up. You know, it's been chilling in the back of the fridge for over a year now. Yeah, we really need to get back there. We need to get to a lot of places. We need to get back to Oxbow. Yes, we. <laughs> you were in my head. <laughs> well, it wouldn't go right now. Weather is starting to get yeah, a little rough. It's fine. It's perfect. <laughs> it's the season of the sticks this and one's a, here it's the season of the ticks mm, yep. this one's a really good drinker this the sourness is surprisingly underdone like not in a bad way but like no like it's you wouldn't i don't think you would call this a tart beer comparing it to other <laughs> tart beers there's some tartness to it but it's not a tart beer i mean a beginner tasting this would think it was really sour like someone who's never had any yeah. sour beers would be like, well, this is really sour. But like even compared to the Oxbow, it's, it's not sour. Even I think the Schubert was a little more sour almost. I don't know. Maybe not. The Schubert just had too much going on. There was too much going on. Mm-hmm. I it didn't. It needed, it needed that body. It needed yeah, to have something. The body would have helped. I... I think we hoisted expectations on it based because of the Doppelbach on the name. I I would be really curious if we could somehow go back in time and do that blind and, you know, not knowing what they were calling it. Maybe, but I like beers that tell stories and stories that are confused confuse me. Sure. Yes. And that was a confusing story. I mean, compared to the rest of the lineup, it... You're making accurate statements, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's paired up against two other very good beers. So I think the plan is we'll do one more beer and then we'll do a, co- a new cocktail that Shin and I have been enjoying. We okay. Take that on the show. Yeah, we tried to get, because Jeff and I were at this, uh, we're at Barefoot. Barefoot Forge. Forge. We tried to look for, a, there's a particular... So I wanted to make a version of Negroni that um, I've found called the Kingston Negroni. And it requires some specific ingredients, one of which they had, which is uh, Capano. What's that? One? It, it's the small the bottle sweet. in Antica, which is kind of a it's a sweet vermouth that has kind of like vanilla notes to it. Kind of weird for most cocktails because it's a little bit too flavorful for a vermouth and but with this smith and cross which is a jamaican overproof rum with all these real funky notes to it 
I think, I, like I said, Jeff, there's like some like petroleum mm-hmm. notes uh, on it. Sounds delicious. It's it in like yeah, like icky in the best way, icky in a, in a mm-hmm. good cocktail way, uh, and mixed with that, the vanilla and the uh, Campari. There's a sort of magic there. And it needs the, that particular Smith and Cross and that particular vermouth, okay, to work. But if you do, because I tried it with actually that very rum. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not quite the same. It, it, there's a magic that happens with the funkiness of, of the Smith and Cross and the kind of weirdness of that Antica. Gotcha. I'm sure a bigger wine experience would have it because I I got mine at a relative you know yeah. wasn't that much bigger. we recently went to the one that's uh, in East Liberty mm-hmm. that oh yeah that's a big one big one mm-hmm. like a warehouse and you know it's it's they Pennsylvania it's Pennsylvania mm-hmm. so don't don't go there if you live outside of Pennsylvania yeah. well yeah <laughs> go they have else. everything that you can get in Pennsylvania yeah which isn't nearly everything no and and, and you can order <laughs> things in. But you're you're paying a premium plus because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. everything in Pennsylvania is like ten dollars more than it should be. Yeah. Need to make another trip. That's why we just go to Shelley Premier. One thing that's interesting now is that we're going to be surrounded by weed. No, uh-huh. because Ohio approved uh, <laughs> medical marijuana or recreational marijuana. So everywhere you go, except for there's a little slice of West Virginia you can get to from Pennsylvania. But other than mm-hmm. that. Weed. Weed. Weed everywhere. Going to Arizona is always fun. Lots of weed. <laughs> nice. There's uh there's weed in New York. Mm-hmm. Yep, there sure is. Oh yeah. There's weed there's weed everywhere you go these days. Yeah. Weed in Massachusetts. Weed in Maryland now. Right back. Grab me that beer while you're I'll be right back though. I'll okay. be right back. All right. right. I can still pour the beer. Yes, you can do that. So the the final beer on our list is from Magnanimous Brewing, and this is Death Mountain. So this is the this is the switch <laughs> because we've been doing wild, 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 and um, now we hit a barley wine. Well, I guess no, we had started with a Doppelbach, but I feel like it was wild because the it, weird, yeah, kind of presented itself yeah. as a tart cherry beer. But this is also aged in Willet Rye Whiskey Barrels. Oh, boy. With vanilla beans. So, Adjunct City. <laughs> it's a real interesting night. And it's pouring with... Like, yeah, it's pouring about like I would expect. It's got a viscosity to it. Because at 12.5% alcohol by volume... The, uh, remember that stupid French toast beer we got from Founders? Yeah. That we drank. Uh, had one downstairs, and I was cooking up some brats, and I needed some beer or something to cook it in. I ran down to the, and I thought there'd be like a Corona or something down there. It wasn't. Like, oh shit, what do I got? I can't put hoppy beers in. Like, what do I have? What do I have? Don't want to use one of these sour bottles. I'm like, let's go with that French toast beer. Mm-hmm. It actually made this, made the onions 
really good. Like they were like maple onions, maple caramelized onions. You're talking about our sausage. Well, yeah, when I put the French toast beer on the brats. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, brats. Yeah, I mean, it's just sweet, so I can see how that would work. Yeah. So yeah, that's good for something. Definitely cook with the backwoods French toast bastard, whatever the hell that was, because it's not good for drinking. That's for <laughs> no. Sure. Oh, I'm right, anxious so, for this one. Yeah. Death Mountain Magnanimous Brewing Company. They're in Tampa, Florida. We've gone there several times on our trips down there. Going back, baby. They have a great mural on the wall that is Michael Jackson as Michael Jackson. Or which is the Michael beer Jackson hunter as you. Because that picture <laughs> of you standing next to that mural, there have been so many people that have said. Is that you? Is that you? <laughs> that, that, that's a compliment. So it is the beer hunter wearing a thriller jacket and kind of painted up green like a zombie. Yeah. I and, see holding, that yeah. and holding a, 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 like a Shemaid chalice or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of malt on this one. You can also smell that that whiskey peatiness. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the vanilla beans are just. I don't know if that's directly coming through because there's vanilla beans in here, or just because of the malts. But there's definitely a there's vanilla thing. A on lot here. of vanilla yeah. going on. So this is darker than you'd expect from barley wine. Like it, it's not. The aging whiskey barrels, I expect yeah. some of that yeah, charge to come I think, so. I think yeah. that's what it's from. Yeah, so like it almost at first glance, it looks like a stout, but I guess if you examine it more clearly, you can kind of see really dark um, ebony. I mean, you notes. get that lacing, mm-hmm. or at least oh, you get the kind of the viscosity. Yeah, you, it's not lacing because you know there's no bubbles in this right. thing, but you get this like coating, this like liquor coating of the glass. Yeah, the aroma is the rye. Actually, I having had rye whiskey lately, like I'm more tuned in. And the aroma on this one, you can tell being tuned into rye whiskey that there's a definite rye whiskey aroma coming off this as opposed to just like bourbon barrel or something. Yeah. Mm. Did you taste it? Not yet. But Shannon and I just like smashed a uh, bottle of Dickel drinking these uh, improved uh, whiskey cocktails. So. Kind of tuned into uh, All right. rye right now. Mm-hmm. So, lots of toffee notes. Oh, there's that spicy rye. It's beautiful. Sort of builds. I love the combination. The vanilla <clears throat> and the vanilla almost pulls through this vanilla cream thing. Like there's mm-hmm. a creaminess in the middle of the flavor that really shouldn't be there. There's it's, nothing that explains it. It's like a coconut vanilla. Yeah, yeah. But, like, but but what, what explains is that? Candy? that? It's like a chocolate uh, that's okay. got this the coconut. Yeah, it's mounds, like a, when you well, no, when you get joy. Well, when when it joy. Mounds, yeah, it's, it's kind of definitely. like when you get those boxes of chocolate candies. Mm-hmm. Some yes. of them have a coconut the cream. The coconut cream. Yeah. yeah, that's it. But like, what makes it creamy? It's a barley wine in a rye barrel with vanilla beans, like. Somehow they made cream out of it, but I'm not sure what what brought it. It's the combination of the viscosity and the sweetness, I think. Um, it, this is really well done. It really is. This has... Because it doesn't have any sharp notes. It's not particularly astringent, which is nice without being oversweet. 
this bottle's better than the draft that we had down there because it had some of the sharp notes you were mm-hmm. expecting to find. That yeah. I was I was hoping you know it would be good enough, but no, this is exemplary. This bottle mm-hmm. is delicious. It's like just the right amount of carbonation. Look at that. Look at the legs. <laughs> Take a sip thinking cola. See if you get a cola flavor out of it. Because I just took a sip yeah. and there was like a, a big syrupy Coca-Cola, cola. Coca-Cola kind of thing coming. But that's vanilla too, right? That's a mm-hmm. bit of a... I mean, Coca-Cola to me is more nutmeg. Mm. Is it um, more cream soda or Dr. Pepper or something? I don't know. but More like anything like RC Cola or... Because Pepsi's too sweet. No. I'm, it's a Coca-Cola. But I think it's, I think it's the nutmeg. Like there's something, there's some mm. baking spice that's coming through now. I think the, so I think the rye is contributing oh, there. okay. Because giving it a little yeah. spicy note yeah. that you would get. Yeah. In a warming spice. Good call. Mm-hmm. Because I do, like, I feel what you're getting at. There's a, there's an after, the aftertaste of Coke is reminiscent of some of the flavors in here. Yeah. Coke is way too sweet, but. Or because it's delicious and everything, you know, Angostura bitters, right? That's nutmeg and other Caribbean spices, right? So, like, there's something that in these, like, some of the spicing mm. and stuff kind of is a lot of those flavors you get out of Ango. Mm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not finding really any flaws here. Mm-mm. It's not oversweet. It's not overbearing with its vanilla. It doesn't taste chemically with the with the vanilla. The the rye is integrated really well. It it's a big beer, but it doesn't taste alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mm-hmm. can tell it's a boozy beer, but it doesn't taste alcoholic. So it's a really well integrated. Beer. And looking at the label, there's a there is a Zelda thing here going on. Oh yeah, oh. they're big into. Because Death Mountain is from the original Zelda. I, I was trying to figure, yeah. where, where is that from? Because I know it's not Space Mountain. It's not like, mm. not some Disney thing. Because they wouldn't put Death Mountain in something. But yeah, Death Mountain's in Zelda. And they have a little Triforce emblem on there. So. This is the place, we've talked about them before, where their merch is just ripping off every trademark. Mm-hmm. So they have, you know, they're magnanimous. They have a big M that looks like the Nintendo 64 lo- logo. <laughs> yep. Um, I've got one of their stickers on my laptop that yeah. I think it's the Nintendo that. one. Yeah, but I think so. Like they've done t shirts that like or like a rip off of like Metallica album covers and you know they they just do it until they get like a season desist and They make some really good beers. They do. That was that was excellent. All right, should we pause while I make some cocktails? Sure. That makes sense. Okay, we're back. We have the improved whiskey cocktail. Uh, was watching the How to Drink YouTube channel. Great channel. Mm. Check it out. You You'll learn a lot check. about making cocktails. Um, it's funny. The The tasting notes, it, it's a good show. And um, 
one of the things he's mentioned a couple of times is the improved whiskey cocktail. And the thing that got Shannon and I really like ready to pull the trigger was he did an episode of like elevate your normal drinks, right? And like how you elevate an old fashioned. This was his suggestion. So this drink is um, rye whiskey, maraschino liqueur from Luxardo. So it cherry liqueur, a simple syrup, absinthe. And Peychaud bitters is what it calls for. I use a mix of Peychaud and Ango because I think mm-hmm. I like it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So, And I have to tell you that there, I did not believe that there was a way to improve the old-fashioned. The old-fashioned. <laughs> oh, there's always because a way. I love them. When he makes them, they're just, they're fantastic. And I didn't believe that it could be improved, but I was wrong. Interesting. Shannon's turned out not to be a fan of a Boulevardier. She doesn't like the Campari. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So last time we made one, she handed it over to me and had me make her an old fashioned. Mm-hmm. But because this one, the, the, the absinthe in here, you probably taste a little bit of the anise or something. Yes, definitely. It's, it's like a bar spoon, mm-hmm. you know, the tiny little stirring spoon, just that much. And it actually even go a little less. I think you went a little heavier on it, it this it time. Probably could do a little less. I might have spilled a little more. The, the bar spoon's hard to fill up, so it spills a little. But <laughs> if you watch Greg make it on how to drink, he always spills. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there's orange peel in here. So a little bit of expression in mm-hmm. the orange oil. It calls for lemon peel. It calls peel, for lemon, yeah. But I didn't have any, so. I think you're close enough. Um, that's pretty good. It's a little hotter. This one's a little hotter. I mean, this first time I've made a triple, like a three, Mm -hmm. three servings in one mixer, but it's, for me, it's a little spicier, a little hotter than I expected. That's why I thought maybe you put a little too much absinthe in it. I'm not getting the big anise normally, but I have just been drinking crazy beers and things. (laughs) Well, that could be it too. We're, our, yeah. Taste buds are all messed the up. The thing I really like about a Negroni or, or a Boulevardier is it forces you to be a sipper. Mm-hmm. Um, it, when you get that Campari, when the, the first time you try it, it's bracing and it's kind of bad. And then you put it down and you're like, what is this? Why would I drink this? And then you feel like a pull towards it. <laughs> There's something interesting about Campari that does that. At least to me, and I think probably to you, Jeff. Mm-hmm. And I guess not to you, Sean. Mm. But you're you're not going to be downing a bunch of a Negroni. You're going to be sipping it. So it's turned into one of my go-to drinks. I find that this drink, at least how I normally make it when I do a double, you know, mm-hmm. split it. I find that one very sippable. Like mm-hmm. it lasts yes. way it lasts way longer than an old fashioned would last. The same old fashioned. Yeah. I would drink in five minutes. And this drink with the absinthe and stuff makes it more of a sipper for me and it will last fifth, three times as long. Yeah. You know, it last fifteen minutes. So um I'm not sure why. Because it's, it's I like it even more, but it makes me maybe I'm more into just You're drawing savoring it. Savoring the flavors. I mean, so I think I've talked about this before, but I really prefer this in an old fashioned. These black walnut bitters, yeah, love them. Shannon prefers really the Ango, so I usually I do. But make, I mean, I like the black walnut too. But I'm usually if I'm making old fashions for us, I'm not going to make two different shakers full. You know, so you I'm can gonna, 
put the black walnut. That's fine. I, I, like I both, don't dislike so. Ango, but yeah, but I I really like that too. So if okay. you're in the mood for it, just make it. Okay. Yeah. Well, we don't have this. to finish this drink. I don't even mm. know if we want to. You want to try to talk about flavors or? I mean, yeah, uh, let's give it. Let's give it a shot. Okay. So, all right. I don't know if nose really works on a cocktail. Like I don't know if it, how much oh, it matters. Yeah. You think so? Oh, absolutely. I mean, definitely because it, it absolutely plays a role in flavor, aroma. But mm. it's interesting on the nose of this. I'm picking up the. The cherry. Oh, the yeah. I For totally me, agree. mine and specifically, I'm picking up the uh, the garnish, the orange peel. The, yeah, the, the orange, orange peel, peel is big yeah. here. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the orange peel kind of is is the sort of biggest note because I think those those aroma those aroma oils are coming out big mm-hmm. time. I think we should have sniffed it before we started drinking it too, because it's, now yeah. it's had some time to. Well, we've drank a lot. So in terms of the flavor, there's wow. They did the dialogue has to be so different because mm. it's, it's a different quality of of flavors really that you're talking about, and, and it's a different drink entirely than beer. But there, there's a it's it starts with sort of a sugary sweetness. I think that's the the mm. first hit that comes, and then. You get a little bit of a spiciness from the rye, the rye, and then you get a lot of the anise note. And then it's like the orange and, and cherry come in later and sort of settle that down. I think it's I, the rye I'm, that is giving that the bite. That I maybe you put a little more rye in it than you normally do or maybe i don't know it, like i said so, i mean we all talk about a, we've a, had these so beers the, the so, things, so i needed three quarters of an ounce of the maraschino and the simple and the jigger doesn't come in three quarters of an ounce right, right. so if anything i would have thought i went heavy on those mm-hmm. instead of light um and then the other thing is i think the beers that we've drank like I'm not tasting the anise nearly as strongly as I normally do, and I'm sure I went heavy on the um, absinthe. Okay. Yeah. So, but I can't taste it. At least I can't. So I think the beers tonight. It's a really distinct flavor for me, and it's yeah. really coming with you. And the thing is that the absinthe has, <clears throat> at least in this drink, and I think in general, but at least in this drink, uh, the effect is kind of like a horseradish or a wasabi. It's a clearing of a nasal. Definitely, definitely, and I don't think it's in a bad way. No, not not a bad way at all. But that's the the spiciness, if you will, that, mm-hmm. that comes from here. Uh, Wasabi's good. <laughs> on on how to drink. There's two ways that he, he uses the absinthe as kind of like a bitters to bring in accents and stuff. He'll use bar spoons like this, but he also has it in a little mister spray bottle, and he'll just give it a little squirt. That makes you know? sense, and yeah, that probably makes sense to get something like that because we they're need to more controlled. Yep. Yeah, but this is still. I mean, I'm. I think it tastes just as good as it has for it's the delicious. last couple of weeks. It's mm. amazing. I love it. I love it. It's a little. You know what? I would actually go a little bit lower on those on the symbols here. I. I did, I, I think that's. I think I did go heavy on the simple, 
um, because I didn't have a three-quarter ounce mm -hmm. measuring jigger or anything like that. So I just tried to fill the one ounce up three-quarters, but it's not it's not cylindrical. It's yeah. parabolic, right. so yeah. it's hard to judge where the three-quarters mark is. We actually do have a measuring cup that has not the three-quarters three of an ounce. ounce. Are you sure? No. That little one that I bought? No, that's... It doesn't, doesn't have, have quarter ounce marks. No. Oh, really? No. Quarter ounce is really small. I know, but I thought it. Okay. Don't. I'm wrong. And quarter ounce is simple. It's also hard to do. I mean, it's simple will stick to your. It, it's sugar. It's going to mm -hmm. stick to whatever surface it's on. So, yeah. How do you get three quarters of an ounce? How do you measure that at? Right. Yeah. I think that, I think that's just an experience thing more than anything else. Well, I when I do jigger it, I'll do the simple first, and then do the liquor, like the liqueur seconds to help rinse, you know, and less will stick of the liqueur. Sense. So, yeah. want to get on to the rankings? Sure, I'm ready. Go for then it. Go. All right. Do it. So uh, we're not. No, this is not not a beer. All right. We're just doing the beers. Thank I mean, you. if you're feeling it strongly. You can. No, 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 no. No, I don't want to do that because I'm already feeling very bad about this. <laughs> don't. don't take it personally. Just like you should not. Right. Like in, in the same way that you should not apologize to the robot, you should not feel bad about your judgment. All right. So we had four beers tonight. Mm-hmm. Instead of our norm. So in number four, fourth place, I am going with the shoe brew. Shocking. Yeah. Just, you know, I don't know. It was the tannin in it. Mm -hmm. It was too strong. And I'm a wine drinker. I am a cab saw. That is my go-to. Like, I love cab saw. And this was aged in caps off barrels right yeah but it, it, uh, caps so, off has body yeah and there was just nothing but tannins in this and it just didn't i don't know it, it was all over the place i wasn't really happy with it anyways it wasn't terrible it just wasn't what it, it didn't measure it up to terrible. the other ones it wasn't terrible yeah so and then in third great. place i'm sorry pizza boy I really love you guys, but I have to say you're in third place, the Permacile. Don't apologize to Pizza Boy. Yeah, I know, but yeah. Um I really liked it. Um it was lighter, it wasn't as tart. Um but anyways, mm -hmm. it's third. Second place, which is what I feel so bad about. God, because I love them so much. But I gotta say, Oxbow synthesis. Synthesis. I can't talk. Um, second place. It is fantastic. It's really like, excellent. Hands down, the best, beer <laughs> best farmhouse barrel aged farmhouse ale that I've had. Um, it was absolutely perfect, but. <laughs> Except for it wasn't a bar except for <laughs> vanilla except bean barley wine. Except <laughs> for the fact that it wasn't a barrel aged barley wine. <laughs> and that magnanimous, they killed it. They freaking killed it. They. Yeah. Boy. I, I, man, they nailed it. That Death Mountain was. 
perfect. Take a picture of your lineup. I, was, I did. Oh, you did. I already I posted that. it on the show notes. Yeah. I am Johnny on the spot. So, should I do the Mary Fuck Killer? No, we'll we do, do that later after. Later. All right. And then AI will summarize that as some kind of interesting euphemism for uh, Mary Fuck Kill. <laughs> they usually do a really good job at that. All right. Um, similar but different. Uh, wow. The Shoe Brew ends up in fourth place. It was a good beer. I like the experimental nature of what it brought, but it was up against the, the big leagues tonight. Yeah. So it ends up in fourth place. I'm going to put the Permasmile in the third place. It was very nice. But again, up against the big leagues. What I liked about that was how it was a little understated in its sourness. It brought some of the, the tart fruit flavors mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, handled very well, yes. being mm-hmm. a green bottle for as long as it has. Um, very well put together beer. Yep. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Could have ranked higher on a different night. Yeah. Uh, in second place, I'm going to do the Death Mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because the number one beer was just bonkers crazy good um (laughs) death mountain was exceeded my expectations it was smooth where all of these kinds of beers can be rough right there's things where it can be kind of sharp and astringent Mm -hmm. it wasn't it brought this coconut cream thing through from magic none of the ingredients lead towards that and it brought it um it's very good we got more of it to drink in the post show and we will drink it and then for first place we have Oxbow Brewing's Synthesis. This thing was the most subtle and interesting sour beer I've had in a very long time. It had the mineraliness, the barnyardness. It had some gorgonzola cheesiness that Greg pointed out. <laughs> it had the darkness and that had um, this Funky. light. Funky. Yeah, but that was the one that also, like, I was, like, saying, like, nutmeg and Coca-Cola. Like, mm-hmm. a little bit of that, too, right? Yeah, there was... No, that no, was the barley one. Oh, that was the barley one. Okay, sorry. Take that back. But there was... Oh, it was... I enjoyed it on, like, 3X intensity. It's like... You know, <laughs> that's a sour beer on shrooms kind of thing, right? You know, that's... <laughs> like, you just enjoy it on a different level. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're putting it. All, All right. right. Let me snap my photo for reference and go ahead, Greg. Right. Okay, so my rankings are exactly the same as Jeff's. Ah, see, and now I even feel don't like f- more no. of a traitor. Don't be that way. Traitor to who exactly? Mm. Who, who, who are you a traitor to? Oxbow. Why? Because you I like don't... Death Mountain better. Yeah, but you're not a traitor because you like Death Mountain Oxbow. better. Okay. Yeah, Shubert is a clear loser here. Yeah, uh, it's, it's unfortunate, too, because, I mean, on a different day, like you said. Well, you guys liked it more, considerably more than I did. Um, I was just confused by it. So, to me, it, it, it's an obvious loser. It's... You gave it a C on your listings. How on a different day could that come out? <laughs> because... I would have to explain the way I rank, and that would be on the post show. Okay. So, kind of similar to what you said, Jeff. I sort of respect the gumption, mm-hmm. but I don't think it worked. I think that 
what came out of that is um, just confusing and um, yeah, just not I, I didn't like it. The Pizza Boy was really good. I didn't get peaches and apricot. Like Yeah, I was it, expecting more like at least like blossom or something yeah. like that. But that's fine because it was good. Mm-hmm. It 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 was it was good. It t- like I said, very well constructed. Somehow those peaches and apricots just merged together into an interest. Maybe if I really looked for them, but I didn't. I think that it was because there was too much dancing around on our tongues. Maybe we'll we'll try some more of this in the post show. Yeah, we definitely will. Death Mountain is absolutely delicious and kind of. Everything I want in a barley wine. Uh, so pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of shows would be number one easy. But that Oxbow. <laughs> the Death Mountain was everything I wanted in a barley wine. The Oxbow was kind of everything I wanted in a beer. It's got so much to say without feeling like a production. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, there's something about the understatedness of its broadness that comes through. Like, there's just so much going on. When the, the, the thing I can compare it to closest to is Cosmic Motherfunk. I, I think Cosmic Motherfunk is just a little bit better. Because Cosmic Motherfunk, every sip, I felt I was tasting something different and something mm-hmm. new. This, close to it. But I, I was able to get my head around it more, but just barely. I mean, not by a huge stretch. If you see this, get it. This is fan. This yeah, is absolutely amazing. This yeah. is so good. This is like what beer can be. Uh, so it, it's like when you have a, a truly fantastic cheese, and you're just like, holy shit! I want everyone to try this. Mm-hmm. I feel that way with this beer. Holy shit, I want everyone to try this. This is this is amazing. How could you not like this? Yeah. Yep. I agree. All right. Now. Mary now for the Mary Fuck yeah. Kill. Well, this, this part of the show makes me feel like less of a traitor. It makes me feel so much better. <laughs> because I love the Oxbow so much. And it's... It's what I want in a beer, like you said, Greg. Yep. Like that's what I'm looking for in a beer. That's what I'm looking for in a marriage. So, <laughs> are you I, more like Oxbow? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you're Can my Oxbow. Like, yeah. I'll just that's gonna be your nickname for now. Oh, that's Oxbow. Right. That's not the right <laughs> picture. So sorry, I'm 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 not I'm, commenting on you. I'm commenting on I'm trying to put the picture in that, put the wrong picture. In. I am going to marry the Oxbow. All right. As much as I really enjoy the magnanimous, um, and I rated it my number one, I wouldn't. I can't see myself wanting that every day. I wouldn't want it every day. I would get tired of it mm-hmm. very quickly. In fact. I don't even think I'll crave more of it in the post show. I think we have a little bit more, but anyways, mm-hmm. that that's my fuck. You know, that's my fuck. It's it's my fuck. 
take it on the side. I love that. That's um, my fuck. I'll have it once in a while when I would want something fun and funky. Um, and then I'm killing Shubaru. I'm sorry, Shubaru, but I, uh, yeah, you just there's too yeah. much going on. Greg, would you like nothing. to go next? Um, kill the Shubaru, marry the Oxbow, fuck the Death Mountain. All right. I'm going to go a little contrary here, but Ooh. hear me out. Ooh. I'm going to kill the Shubru. I don't, the, the Oxbow and the Death Mountain from Magnanimous are both, they're both fucks. I'm fucking them both. We're going to have a threesome. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to marry the Pizza Boy. Really? Um, because that one's like the everyday drinker. Like, even the Oxbow, a lot, that's, a, that's a lot of flavor to have all the time. Be shocked. Be be mortified that I'm going to have a threesome with some beers. But I'm going to have to marry the pizza boy. You know, now I feel betrayed. You, you, <laughs> 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 On so many levels. <laughs> you, know, you, you make a good argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm thinking outside the box, breaking the rules. Mm-hmm. But... Will will the Death Mountain and the Oxbow be a good threesome, or will there be like one person who's trying to be like a domination, no. so one person who just wants yeah. a sensitive fuck? I think it's a good threesome. I think they sometimes you gotta fuck her gently. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good pairing. If I were okay, um. You're making me rethink my my <laughs> my fuck Mary kill because I think while I'm not a threesome guy, I just don't feel like I have that in me. Um, <laughs> the Oxbow is a little crazy and gymnastic, and the uh, the uh, no, the other right. way around. Oh, okay. Um, well, I mean, if I had to choose between Death Mountain and Oxbow, it'd be the Oxbow. So, for the I, fuck or the or the marry? Well, for Eve, if I had to choose, yeah, that's your number one. Yeah, yeah. Would the oxbow be overpowered? No, no. You know what? No, no. You're just going for you're living life. I want to live my life with the, the oxbow. I want. I want to. Yeah. I want to be married to something that's going to constantly surprise me every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I did. Yeah. What? What did you do? I married someone who's going to surprise me every day. Mm-hmm. Wow. There you go. Good one, Bear. I know. All right, let's play some music and get the hell out of here. Oh, sexy sex man. Careless Whisper. All right, thanks everyone for listening to Craft Beer so. Radio. Uh, tune <laughs> in. <laughs> Tune in I only have that little bit of that song, so we'll go back to... Uh, Tune in again next time. And join our Discord, because yes. we're going to start getting more active, and we're going to start giving things away. And this is where she says promising stuff. Yeah. I know, drinking, no, she does it all I know. The time. But I and we don't even remember we made these promises. About, no, I know who we owe something to, and I know what I'm sending, and I will have it in the mail to you. Do they give their address? 14 days. Give me 14 days. Well, shouldn't they give you their address first? 
Yes. Yeah. Well, that, you're gonna have to, to yeah. private message us on Discord and give us your address. You know who you are. Writing checks her body can't cash. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's okay, babe. We're gonna talk about another giveaway on the post show. Oh boy, she's so generous when she's drunk. <laughs> I like the song. Man. Thanks, I everyone. Like the beat. And good night. If you was facing that needle, you would get low.